What's up, everyone, and welcome along to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. I'm your host, Pascal, and today we're pretty much at a full house. We got BK back, so BK, say hi to everyone. Uh, What's up? It's been away for a bit. Uh, joining myself and BK are Sash, Nate, and Lionel. Um, Cash will be joining us probably in future apps, but yeah, we've got pretty much the whole gang back. BK, uh, have you missed us? Where have you been? Tell the listeners what you've been up to, man, in the in the interim. Uh, so I was overseeing the whole progress of Ateta, uh, taking mm-hmm. Arsenal to a rise. But on my trip back, I knew like the menu game wasn't gonna be easy one. So when I came back, I knew it. We were gonna go down three one. In fact, I didn't bother <laughs> for the match. Uh, it was symbolic, you know. Yeah, so Bruh, that, <laughs> what? Harsh, harsh, man. No, just messing but around. But I mean, uh. yeah, yeah. B- besides uh, overseeing Arsenal's ascension to the top of the Premier League, uh, you were in New Zealand, right? No, Most no, I was in Sydney, bro. Trip. I went to no? scout for. I went to scout for new talents. Ah, what? Nah, just get Chris Wood, man. Football. Chris yeah. Wood, New Chris Newcastle. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Newcastle free free Chris Wood, man. Finding the new <laughs> Harry Cowell. Wait, Harry Cowell is Australian, right? You're thinking Simon Cowell, bro. No, no, <laughs> Harry Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> My guy, Harry Cowell. The uh, best left foot in the game. Tim Cahill. Uh, getting new guys in. Yeah, yeah man. We can, we're probably just gonna rattle off the entire Australian XI at this point. Um, But yeah, good to have BK back. Um, I think it's the first time you're on... FKB for like season three, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I yeah, we're it. gonna <laughs> we're gonna milk BK dry until he like uh leaves again on another Arsenal trip. But um, while I have you right, Arsenal man, they lost. What happened? Because <laughs> things were going so smoothly. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, so you you jinxed it. That that is kind of on you. Uh, actually, you know, I. <laughs> I kind of did not want to watch the match. It felt like something was going to go wrong. To to be fair, I mean, um, I've been listening to the pods and I think we already talked about this offline as well. We said like, Arsenal's first four, five games were going to be the easy ones and like, if we didn't milk the, all the... Yeah, the ones where they should be getting at least 13 points, I think that was the target. Yeah. We and set them. Yeah, yeah. So it was great that we got all... Five of those or fifteen mm. points from that, and then the United one, I still think was the litmus test, and obviously we mm. failed it. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch the match, like I, I, I didn't bother watching and watching the highlights because when I woke up the next day, I saw the three one. I was like, ah, pretty much it, uh. And then like I, I, when I was online and I was like looking at the stuff and everyone, like what you guys said as well, um, Arsenal played well and yada yada, but right before this pod, I just talked to you, Pascal, and I said, like, it's typical Arsenal, right? Like, it's back mm. to the Wenger days uh, when we play well and then, like, we don't finish or we don't... We weren't clinical enough. And I don't know if people saw that Roy Keane thing and, you know, it is what it is, right? A win is a win and, like, for United... Wait, what, what Roy Keane thing? Uh, he was uh, like... Fill, fill, fill myself and the rest in who haven't heard it. I think he said in a Sky interview or one of those pundit sessions and he was, like, saying, like, Ateta shouldn't be like going around like giving excuses you know a win for United is a win you know uh, yeah I saw some of the tackles a bit of the highlights they said like it was a soft tackle or whatever but I mean it is what it is right on another day 
um, anyone is going to use this. I mean, if anything, I think the VAR for the other people were crazier than the Arsenal match. So we'll get we'll to get that into later. that later. <laughs> but let's let's just talk Arsenal and and United now. Yeah, I mean, like what we said, we sit high up. I mean, our play style were great. Um, but you know, we 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 sit too high up for the counter attack. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Ten Hag did well. Uh, resurrecting United. Um, what now? They are four wins and two losses. I think they. Uh, I mean, like how many? Was it like three or four games ago? We were like, all shitting that oh United is going to be relegated or like in the relegation <laughs> battle, and now they are like fifth on the table. It's so, amazing what can change in football in a few weeks, and it's also amazing what can happen when you actually drop the guys who are have been sabotaging your team. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah. concept! Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. Nate, Nate should fill us up. Well, what do you think? Do you watch the match, Nate? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, and actually, I was I was telling you guys right that I actually thought that Arsenal were the better side on the day. Actually, you really um dominated possession, um, and some of like I, watching Arsenal like this team right now reminds me of that the free flowing passing um Arsenal of old. Like, they carved through United quite easily. The only thing was that we had almost, like, the whole team back defending and the defenders are putting in quite a shift. Um, specifically, I think uh, McTominay deserves some um, some shout-out because he was really, like, closing down the midfield and he didn't let Odegaard um, get any space. So, yeah, I think um, overall that was a, that was a good performance from, from a resolute kind of defensive performance from United. And we just did what we do, um, which is classic counter-attacking football. Um, the only thing that I, I couldn't really understand, I, actually I thought overall Arsenal right, were, were doing really well. The only thing I didn't get was that y'all hold such a high line against United knowing that we'll, we'll play counter-attack. And I think that happened for like two of the goals. Um, so that was a bit strange. But that aside, I think it was a good match. It was a good match for neutrals if you watched it. It, it felt like a good kind of contest and when um Saka got the equalizer I thought okay that's it we're gonna this game is gonna slip from our fingers and Arsenal are gonna come up trumps but uh wasn't to be in the end so yeah I, I just I think felt it like I just felt like you guys should have just played Maguire from the start and then you know just left it as well. Oh you would have liked that wouldn't you? you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that being said uh, that being said he got a yellow card I think like a minute after coming yeah. on. <laughs> yeah that's uh, pretty, pretty hilarious. It just shows the levels like I really don't want to I'm, I'm getting tired of ba- of bashing Maguire but you can see the difference the moment he came on it's like suddenly Arsenal almost got a second wind um, because at at three one down, it looked like they had, they were resigned to losing the game, especially the manner in which they conceded the goals. But say like Maguire came on and he almost uh, destabilized his own defense, mm. even though they were playing, I think five at the back uh, at the time. Um, mm. So I, f- in terms of Maguire's status at the club, yes, he's still captain, um, but I really think. Barring an injury, he he's like barely gonna get any minutes. Um, mm. I know that United do have European commitments, but I do think they would roll the dice more on like Lindelof or um, I'm not really sure what other centre back options they have. But yeah, I I can't see Maguire getting many minutes in the Premier League. Mm. Mm. Uh 
shout, I want to give a shout out to Ericsson though. I mean, man, man feels like doing his uh he he's doing a second stint in United now, and it's uh amazing coming back from the injury and all. Uh, it's it's great. It's great to see a player like him succeed again. Although I was on the receiving end of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean he's one of those players that you can't hate, right? So. Actually, his his impact has been um, notably, I think, better than what I would have expected because everyone there's so much hype about like the signing of Casemiro, right? Um, but it with the team that is playing right now, it looks like it's actually quite difficult for Casemiro to get into the team. Not that he won't get into rotation, I think that's likely going to be the case. But um, with with the way that McTominay is playing. Uh, even Fred, like the whole midfield now, I think this is the positive side of competition. You know, when you bring in people for to, for competition, um, I think that's is this is what you you will you hope to get people trying to play harder to secure their spot in the team. So, uh, initially, like McTominay and Fred, they play every week and they don't have to worry about losing their spot. But now you have so much competition, and yeah, and and it's good. And I think we we needed someone who has the composure, like Ericsson. So yeah, man's, man's doing his thing. That's that's great. And also shout out to to the debutant, Anthony for his his debut goal. Man was like doing like some tiki ta- no not tiki taka but his own like little like I don't know like trick stick stuff. At United's the, at the very own uh, yeah dude. <laughs> it was like throwback to that Ronaldo shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like the I would like to see him do that um that fidget spinner skill thingy. <laughs> Uh, but I I think with Ericsson's uh, inclusion to the team now, it takes off some load from Bruno um, in a good way, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how far it'll take. But I think United has the squad depth of sorts now for the European and stuff. I actually was... Um, I, I don't know if this is a decent segue or what, but um, I was actually wondering on some of the transfers when things wrapped up which then I all of a sudden recall about the World Cup, which led me to thinking what has United, uh, what has Liverpool done for their transfers to help them for the, well, upcoming Absolutely fixtures. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, what, who did we buy? We got, we got Darwin, who missed half of our <laughs> games because he doesn't know how to control just, his temper. Just living the Andy Carroll. We bought... Calvin Ramsey, who is like on, we signed him pretty much injured. Uh, we got Arthur Mello, who I mean, Arthur let's, Mello. Let's let's call a spade a spade. He's a stopgap. Uh, no two ways about it. I, I honestly think it was just for judgment. Gap. Reserve judgment on on Mello until he actually plays a game. I, no, I but know, he, yeah. I'm not saying he, he is gonna be a stopgap forever, but. That was the intention. Like, there's a reason why we got him on a loan without a buy option. Like, yeah, mm, yeah, I got it. it, it it's, it's, it's um, very reminiscent of uh, your I, I version of Saul. That deal happened. <laughs> yeah, it's like we weren't linked with him at all throughout the window, but I think it became a apparent uh, once Thiago, Ox, and Keita both all got injured that we needed another midfielder because we can't play Milner like. I think we played Milner in back-to-back games, which is insane, you know. My guy cannot play back-to-back games anymore. Uh, and then Henderson got injured. 
um, which was, I mean, Hendo doesn't have the best track record with injuries, so it was just waiting to happen. So yeah, Arthur, on paper, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I do hope he can bring something new to the team, but uh, I've kind of seen these moves before, and and I think it's it's really just to plug. It's reeking of desperation. I would say desperation. It's more like just I, I we, think we had to find a quick fix without breaking the bank. I think a lot of I would have liked Zakaria to be honest. A Sorry, BK, go no, ahead. No, I just feel like a lot of transfers, this transfer window was primarily because of the fixture build up for because of the World Cup. And then like we're gonna pull people out of the squads as well. So uh I just feel like a lot of teams even like we'll, we'll get to <laughs> Alba going to Chelsea as well. But uh yeah, so <laughs> come on, you blues. <laughs> a bit, a bit, a bit salty about that, but uh, no, it's just yeah. I, I think you, you act like you, you act like this isn't the norm for you, BK. Like you should be immune to this by now. No, I just find it more memes for Chelsea to sign him. It is very memes. It's uh, it, memes. it feels straight out of like straight out of like FM or FIFA career mode. But it's like, yeah, so let's weird. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, back to um, Liverpool, man. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You should lead this sec- segment. How about how about I lead this segment? I actually segment? think it'll be yeah. It's I actually my, think it'll be more interesting if if right, someone so else um, gets into it. Okay, because I I've read this stat that all six games that uh, Liverpool have played against the opposition, they have been outran, which is something very unlike Liverpool Insane. because you oh, guys really? are so wow yeah. Because you guys are so. It well was quite evident against Everton and Fulham. Even yeah. yeah, I think especially the Fulham one. Okay, mm-hmm. because you could say right now that you guys are where you guys are at right now because basically half your your squad is injured and. Okay, putting injuries aside, yeah, I know it's a big thing for Liverpool because obviously you take Thiago, you take you know the juiced up Dijoru Konate out, you hey. take out. Um, <laughs> You take out Darwin, you take out Mane, who has been integral to Liverpool's success right now. But going all the way back to the first game, right? You guys had Thiago. I I know that he is your main source of creativity, but knowing how injury-prone he is, right? I wouldn't say Klopp didn't know that at all because it's clear and obvious that if us, the fans, know that Thiago is not really that 38 game sort of player. Klopp definitely knows that, but FSG being FSG didn't really invest that much. Even the Nunes fans, yeah, we could say that they splashed 80 million, but I think most of it was from the profits that they earn doing well in all those various UEFA Champions League competitions as well as finishing second in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. But this season, they look kind of, I mean the team, they look kind of mentally drained and, and physically tired and the stats don't lie 100%. because like I said before 100%. you guys have been outrun by all six teams that you've played so far and it came as quite of a shock to me because I'm not really expecting Liverpool to come out with these type of stats because we're so used to the Gangan pressing the heavy metal football the high energy octane press but I think the mm. the times of the heavy metal football are slowly dying bro uh, yeah, which was, I was a bit surprised that they didn't strengthen their squad. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I've even said a piece about it before mm-hmm. that FSG are frauds. They don't I, really I, I dip mean, into yeah. <laughs> we are, pocket. Yeah. I, I'm just going to jump in. Like, I, I, 
I'm not quite as critical as Sashi's, but I I do agree that um in a way we are victims of our own success. It's almost like you think about it, if you're running a company and it's able to push on every single front right till the end with like limited sort of investment, you're just gonna be like, oh shit. You know, we are this good, so clearly like it's gotta work next season or it's gonna work again, right? But I mean hindsight twenty twenty, like losing to City uh by what was your point and losing to Real Madrid in the UCL final really should have been the time where we doubled down on investment. Especially when City bought Haaland, who has been a revelation so far. Um I think Liverpool fans were kind of excited slash curious when we signed Darwin for all that money because it was a very un-FSG signing. But then slowly, um, with more player sales and less incomings, I think we kind of returned to the mean. It's like we were like, oh, okay. You know, Darwin is being signed for a lot of money. He's going to be signed for like a five to six year deal. So... When you stretch it out over all that time, it really doesn't seem that that large anymore. Um, yeah, I did. And think yeah, I agree with Sash. I, I did think you would get one more like CDM or a, like a, I don't know, AM kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. one more person um, at least for the window. I think AM. I don't know. Maybe we felt like Cavalio was ready. Um, which he, to be fair, he has. He has been good, but he's not, you know, we're, we're really not, we really shouldn't be in a position where we need to be starting him every game. Um, yeah. That's really not what should be the case. And I think, going back to Sasha's point, it's not just Thiago, man. Like, literally Keita and Ox, the two other guys <laughs> I rattle off, they are known for being injury prone. Like, if your backups aren't reliable to step in, right, like, What's the point? <laughs> you know? Um, so that part was rather disappointing. Um, I think many Liverpool fans look at the team now with rose-tinted glasses. Like, we've been through the teams, we've, especially like the last five, six years, we've been through so much. We feel such a bond. And I think a lot of the fans and even Klopp, I would say Klopp, one of his biggest weaknesses slash... Um, downsides to Klopp is his loyalty to players I mean yep. look at like, like taking Firmino as an example I know he's been in decent form lately but the amount of games where he's just been anonymous and still kind of is favoured by Klopp just shows that um, loyalty does buy you a lot of time with Klopp and I think coming come January slash like you know the World Cup break period if we are still struggling around like third, fourth, fifth, right, there's going to be a lot of big uncomfortable questions that are going to be raised, you know, with the likes of um, Robertson, Trent, uh, Van Dyke, who has been way off it the last few games. Ever since the UCL final, I feel like my guy Van Dyke has been um, not the same player. Uh, really? Still good, I but I think he's the lofty heights he set, you know, it's... It's tough to take, um, especially h- him having to pair up with Gomez, who himself hasn't had much game time. Yeah, I just Fabinho think has I... been way off it as well. Fabinho looks tired, man. I think the whole mm-hmm. team—you hit the nail on the head, Sash. The whole team is just suffering like a hangover because I, I kind of have like 
my thoughts on why you guys are performing the way you are right now as a team because yeah you know last season right you could always count on players like your Fabinho's your Van Dyke's your your trends to step up your Salas as well who has been looking way way off form he, I, way, I mean way off form he has been mm. doing really well these past five seasons definitely has built up quite a lot of credit in the bank and he's allowed to have off games but this has stretched since FCON, right? Like, ever since FCON, when he came back, he hasn't looked the same. Like, um, total number of outfield goals, or rather, total number of non-penalty goals that he has got is six. So, stretching mm. from FCON all the way right now, that is a terrible tally for a man of his It's like you know, nine caliber. months, yeah. Minus the break about seven half. I don't yeah, know why so I feel it's like it's not just the goals, man. It's the I've because I I would say out of all of you guys, I'm probably the most I watch the most minutes of Liverpool games. Unless you know it's at a nice timing where everyone just watches. Like Liverpool Everton was, I think, the early kickoff. I just don't get that sense of us controlling a game, and every time the opponent attacks, it feels like we're gonna concede. Yeah, mm. and mm. that is the thing that really frustrates me because I know Pickford was man of the match at the weekend, but um, could have very easily ended up two two, or maybe Everton could have even nicked it. Like they, they, you know, their goal was very, very close, still offside, but um, on a different day with different referees, could have easily been one nil. So it's um not quite you know alarm bells yet, but. It is uh, definitely a changing in like the wins, like just in the performances. You know, like Sasha alluded to the tiredness. It's also, you know, the with Nunes coming in and Mane going out, we've tried to change our style, mm-hmm. and I think they're still coming to grips with it. So, mm-hmm. and the the sad part is the games are only gonna get tougher. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. around match week nine we have Chelsea, then Arsenal, Ooh. and then Man City. Oof. So yeah, that so is really like tough. Um and right now I think we find ourselves like seventh. And you know any talk of the title, like just don't think about that <laughs> right now. Like the priority is top four, man. Basically a one horse race. Yeah, so um just to sum it up before we move on, as someone yeah. who is a non Liverpool affiliated football fan, I think the way I see it is Okay, um, imagine you are an elite footballer, right? Playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, you guys, or rather you have just ended a grueling season, both mentally and physically, and came up just a little bit short, you know, one point off uh, the Premier League title and one goal off winning the Champions League. Uh, you've seen friends or close friends, you know, that have left the football club that really gave that are able to provide this, you know, clutch moments like, uh, you know, Divock Origi, Saido Mane, and even Giorgio Wijnaldum. And all these players have not been replaced at all in the squad. And because of that, you know, the players that are still existing in this squad, they have to put in a little bit more effort, you know, like 130% more just to, you know, deliver the exact same results that you know, a stronger squad last season would have easily delivered. And because of that, you guys are pretty tired right now. You guys 
uh, mentally drained and added to the fact that this season the schedule is even more grueling you know because of the World Cup you guys have to play weekend games and then midweek games and then even have to factor in cup competitions and prioritize the Champions League as well and I feel that it's because of that you guys are just not really that motivated and I'll I'll, I'll add on to that point Sash because um, yes it feels like we are continuing last season and in a way you can tell from the the body language on the pitch I think it was Liverpool Newcastle right I mean a draw at home to Newcastle is not ideal but it's what five games into the season right but if you saw the way we played those last 10 minutes you would have thought that this was like an FA Cup final or we needed to win to like win the league you know it was very high tension like the the nerves were all over the place yeah and which was the point that, that I, I think, yeah which was the point that I brought up where you guys have to play in like put in more effort for like uh I wouldn't say simple but for a Liverpool Newcastle game which in no way should require you to put in the effort that you need exactly for it's, a it's crazy final. like yeah. if you have to do this on a weekly basis especially because it's been happening for a while but we've been conceding the first goal so many times now whereas in our run um, near the end of last season we were keeping a lot of clean sheets which was it's not like we were blowing teams away, you know, when we when we made up the ground on Man City. We were keeping clean sheets, winning maybe 1-0, 2-0. But it was really the defense that was keeping us in the title race. But this season, we just seem so vulnerable every time an opposing team attacks. Like, Fulham made it look easy. Palace had like one chance or like two chances and Zaha scored one of them. Um, United made us look amateurish. Uh... Newcastle were unlucky not to go 2-0 up, so it's just having to play catch-up every single game. So you go 1-0 down maybe first half or early second half, and then suddenly you have, what, 40 minutes to score two goals, like, and your strikers aren't firing. It's just mentally taxing, man. And yeah, we need to we need to figure out a way fast to really regain control of matches because that's just something I'm not seeing in the six games so far. Well, Thiago and Jota are back. So in terms of adding more quality back into the team, it's definitely you can't go worse. Side. Like there's nothing yeah. better than, than that. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, the, these guys are the, the double agent sword is these guys are just coming back from injury. So you can't really, you know, put too much pressure on them. You can't really give them too much game time, else they may aggravate said injuries. So For sure. Pretty much catch 22 for Klopp. It's kind of weird lah because normally start of the season is where you know you're you're kind of picking up steam and you're just looking to find form. It feels very much for Liverpool now like very results oriented. It feels like end of the season crunch time where you don't really care about the form but you want the results. But we all know that if you're just playing for results that runs out after a while so yeah, Klopp's got a job on his hands and uh, I know we're not going to get into City yet. We're going to talk Chelsea after this, but I just want to compare Liverpool's draw at Everton and City's draw at Aston Villa. I think Lionel can agree with me on this, but there didn't seem to be a panic when Bailey equalised. You know, and maybe Lionel's counterpoint would be that he wanted to see more 
um, sort of aggressiveness to chase the winner. But I think Pep understands better that it's like six games into the season. They like up till the Villa game, they were pretty much near perfect, barring the draw against Newcastle. So there's just not that calmness in the Liverpool squad now. Everything just feels like do or die, which they need to find a way to 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 find that mental sort of balance and control. Very much like controlling the game, they need to control their emotions. And yeah, that's just something I haven't seen on the pitch. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I mean, since we're on the topic, why not we just talk <laughs> Man City as the Villa? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. I I did watch the game with my bro, and we're gonna get his thoughts on it. But I think City were really unlucky to not win the game. Like they had chances after they've gone one 0 up, but. It's just a sort of game where the chances don't fall right. Foden kind of had a little bit of an off game. Um, would have been poetic if they right? lost. That would have been like ultimate smash and grab. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't con- would you say controversial decision? Because from what I thought, the, the referee blew the whistle. I think it was, but off. it was probably yeah. the softest of the VAR calls this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I know we were talking, I was talking with Nate um about it and and I think uh we both agree that it was kind of a the linesman jumped the gun mm-hmm. but you can't really say for sure it would have gone in because I think the city players stopped sort of playing and defending so did Edison so it's more of a what might have been but I I don't really agree with people saying that Villa were robbed you know <laughs> I just think it's unfortunate but yeah it's how the game goes sometimes. Mm. Line on your thoughts. Yeah, I think <laughs> um I think firstly for people who, who say that Villa were robbed, I think they are crazy. Second sec mm. second <laughs> I think I think secondly, um yeah, I think like what Pascal mentioned, um I think because of the way of, of the, the, the run of uh form that City are having, I think there's a lot of expectation for City going into every game, not just uh, from the fans but from the players themselves so when City drew this weekend to me honestly uh, from the 90 minutes that I watched right, it kind of looked like we dropped points instead of uh, I think it's, it's definitely different from the draw we picked up against Newcastle because Newcastle really put in a great performance but I'd say for Villa they were pretty much sitting back and then defending uh, and getting uh dominated in possession against City. It's just that um in that on that day City were just not clinical enough. They really had so many chances but they just didn't convert any. And my brother always loves to say this and he did say it during the match. Um he mentioned that, you know, it all it takes is just um one goal. Uh even if you are leading one nil, you know, it just it just takes one goal to turn the entire game around. And um yeah. A moment of brilliance from Bailey, I think I definitely have to give credit where credit is due. He that was an exceptional shot, out of out of nothing, uh, I believe, and somehow he ended at the back of the net. I think he de- he definitely uh, deserves praise for that goal. But I would say throughout the full ninety, you know, Villa didn't really show uh, much of of what we expected them to to show because um, I think Gerard has been in quite a poor run of form. Um, his team is in the poor run of form and he's kind of like uh, 
on the chopping block from most of his fans. So I think the point is important to him. But as a City fan, I felt Huge like we definitely, yeah. as a City fan, I felt like we definitely dropped points on that, even though it was just a draw. Um, but I would say that you know, Haaland again scoring and proving that he can score against anybody. What about that jumper? What a jump, man! Yeah. And he just made it look so effortless, like just to tap it in. What a pass by KDB as well. Yeah, I, 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 I feel that people, uh, world class yeah, goal. people didn't really expect Haaland to be the kind of player that we are looking at now. In terms of, um, I think most people kind of put uh, Haaland in the same bracket as Lukaku, in which he's just a battering ram pushing forward and then nah. scoring the goals right but I, f- yeah, but I feel bro. like you know Haaland Haaland's <laughs> ha- like, off the ball movement is actually fantastic like he's really f- he has a lot of football intelligence I think that, that goal that he scored against Villa um, the defender didn't even expect it to be behind him so if you actually watch the replay right the defender was kind of like okay let it go and then suddenly Haaland popped out of nowhere and then just put it in because it's, it's not just Haaland's movement it's not many people would have expected the ball to actually based on where it was the trajectory of the ball is so insane from KDB like he kills Martinez and then he kills um, I forgot who it was maybe it was Cash he kills the defender who was in front of Haaland just with that pass so I just think it's just the quality of the pass and not many would have expected it but yeah ha- Haaland definitely deserves a shout la, with his off the ball. Yeah, and, and, and also one more thing. I, I noticed that, um, you know, Haaland has been exceptional. Um, I think one one of the points that I may be a bit critical about is that the fact that there are certain um, City players in the, in the squad that um, are trying to be a little bit cheeky and ambitious. Like, for example, against Villa. Call um, Foden. Uh, I think Foden, <laughs> Foden was one of the earlier ones in, in this season. Uh in the Villa game, it was Kyle Walker where he took a more difficult shot instead of, you know, just squaring it to Haaland for a simple tap-in. You know, it's these moments that, like my brother says, uh, it's these moments, right, that could actually cost you the game because, you know, you could have, City could have got the game done and dusted very early in, but because of little plays like this, right, that's why we ended up with a draw. So I'm, I'm not fully uh, crucifying Walker, but I just feel that, you know, people are just not um, trusting Haaland or rather maybe being a bit more ambitious but you know we have we, I feel that we are re- I'm ready to say that we really have that number 9 it's just that the team needs to know when to pick their moments to shoot and when to pick their moments to pass and you know uh, this kind of this kind of situations is where um, the the focus and the discipline has to really come in the judgement especially for a senior player like Walker I expected more of that but um, yeah I would say that you know it's we, we are still unbeaten and I just hope that um, we are we will get more clinical especially with the next big game against Tottenham which my it's a mm-hmm. it's it's a team that we lost we, we lost like the double to last season so um, it's gonna be a bit tricky one not yeah. just the double you all lost to a Nuno Espirito <laughs> Spurs that was the dark ages <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I still don't know how you guys lost that game but uh, before we get into that preview right of the Spurs City game, there was a lot of talk about Haaland being rested and having his minutes managed. But I think Pep trolled all of us and pretty much played Haaland for the full 90 minutes against Villa. So do you think 
eventually he's going to get his minutes re- managed or do you think that that uh, game against Villa showed us that Haaland is pretty much nailed on whenever City play? I think that's the number one question in the realm of all fantasy Premier League managers. Like, uh, I think the debate, the, the debate, or rather the, the, the question is, is Haaland going to be rested? And I think the, there was one uh, interview that uh, was, was done before the game in which uh, uh, I think a reporter actually asked him, um, will Haaland start to see uh, a rotation or rather get rested? And Pep was like, oh, um, he's not 32, he's only like 22, 23. So he's still as like as fit as a fiddle. He's such a ball yeah. fraud. Yeah. So he's as fit as a fiddle. So <laughs> I, I believe that he has the energy to play these games. But I would say that um, as the season progresses and as we progress further in the Champions League, I think the priority for most um, City fans and especially I think for Pep is to get that one ultimate trophy that we are all looking for. So I, I feel that City does have mm-hmm. that squad depth right now to play to, to have players playing um, and still get the three points in the Premier League. But I would say that maybe right now our our golden target is to get that UCL title f- hopefully sure. hopefully for the first yeah, time ever. Yeah. And I think um, the squad with Haaland and, and with Haaland at the front we have the best chance as of now. So I'll say that um, he will get rested, definitely. And I think Alvarez has shown us that he's a capable deputy. So I would say that, you know, I, will, I think midway through the season, Haaland will definitely get rested and not start for certain games that, you know, that if we feel that, you know, we can definitely uh, have a walkover over a particular team, <laughs> Bournemouth. And so I, I think... Um, it's quite possible la, that he could get rested then. But I think right now, I, L- I don't... Lionel just yeah. jinxed. You, he just jinxed the whole city. <laughs> he just FKB. Like, <laughs> the next picture against Bond. Nah, man. But, but I would say that, yeah, um, he, he, he will eventually get rested. La. I think we all know. Sure. But but then again, you know, in in a span of 60 minutes, Haaland can, can, can already score like a hat-trick. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a great point, yeah. Yeah, so I, he, I think... He doesn't yeah. require a full 90 to do so much damage to his opposition. Yeah, I think he, he's, he's like... Uh, he's someone who can get in, do the job quick, and then get out. And then have the rest that he needs. My guy. <laughs> There's a sex joke in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> in and out. But Haaland, right? <sighs> with, with Haaland... He doesn't play in the World Cup as well. So that's like pretty much a month off for him to just rehab. Yeah, that's what everyone is going on. I'm just thinking of like the like I read this crazy thing where the Boxing Day fixtures are just uh a week after the World Cup final. So, right. I mean, it's anyone's guess who is gonna be playing in the World Cup final, but like that's insane. Eh? Then you could potentially have Haaland. I mean, okay, Salah's also not at the World Cup, but I think Salah's not much of a kind of a non-issue at this point. But you look at Haaland, right? could really just destroy people once the international break is over and yeah it's just a frightening prospect but um who do who do they play during boxing day let me check yeah uh, so just to just to know, fill man. in and, the gap and the, to also <laughs> add on to like the fixtures that the, the the fixture congestion that you mentioned earlier i looked at how the fixtures are stacked up post world cup it is insane like especially for the English teams, uh, uh, it's gonna be a first for all of us. Um, I think there's something like 
Oh. Especially with the UCL not coming back till Feb, right? I think Decem- end December to when the UCL comes back, you have two games a week, pretty much every week, which is that's yeah. Quite I don't know how that's gonna work, it's man. Mad. Yeah. So so just to answer the question that I asked just now, it's they'll Leeds, be right? playing Leeds <laughs> yeah, United. Leeds. Yeah. Oh. oh. And Leeds, then it's Everton, Chelsea, United. Yeah. So you can just imagine like a tired Chelsea backline of like. Koulibaly, Fofana and Thiago Silva just getting wrecked by Haaland's head. <laughs> Month of rest. rest. Yeah. Cryo yeah. sleep. Uh, Martinez and Varane as well for United. So, Granted, City do have a bit of a gauntlet uh, right after the new year. I think it's Are pretty similar to what gauntlet do next runs month. for City. <laughs> as gauntlet as can be. <laughs> As gone as can be. Um, it's yeah, Chelsea United back to back away, potentially two of the toughest fixtures you could have in the calendar, and then Spurs away as well. That's wow. Looks kind of <laughs> rigged to be honest, but um, yeah. I mean, I, they, I, they do have like to even said, things out, City, right? Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like they had to even things out somewhat, right? Fully rested, oh, for Harlan, sure, yeah, but for sure. you play, they, they knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. You play away in they, three they, difficult fixtures. They knew. <laughs> <laughs> But then after that, you have the reverse gauntlet. You have Villa at home, Forest away, and Bournemouth away. So, ooh, yeah, man. I don't mm. know. Early days, but um, yeah, man. City looking ominous. Minor speed bump against Villa, but uh, I'm excited for this Spurs City game, man. Because not just because Spurs themselves have started decently. Uh, Harry Kane in particular, I think. If Haaland wasn't in the Premier League, Kane would be getting a lot more plaudits. Uh, I think he's, he's got, what, 6-6, six and six, which, I mean, that's a goal a game, which is really, really good. It's just a certain Norwegian as 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Um, The only downside for Spurs, and it must be a big boost for you guys, because this, this man has been a thorn in your side for the last few seasons. Uh, Son, man. Son's been way off it. I think... He's probably if if we're talking about bad Salah being out of form, right? Son has his form has just taken uh, a nosedive, you know. And I have a couple of theories as to why, but I'd like to hear maybe a bit from you guys about why you think uh, it hasn't really worked out for him, and and if he needs to sort of be taken out of the uh, firing line for a while. Easy lah, his finish, oh. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Wow. <laughs> he just did some CK commercial, man. Like, man looking like. Yeah, all the top coins were just like, bruh, like, stop stop taking pictures for Calvin Klein and start scoring goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he hasn't scored he until now, right? Well. He hasn't scored until now, right? Yeah. Which means that he'll score against He hasn't City. scored this season, no. I think he has like two yeah. assists, but that's pretty much no, it. No, he has like nothing. He hasn't. No, he no, has, no. Like, I think zero he has goals, like zero two assists. assists. No, he doesn't. No way. He no definitely way. He, has, a, has an assist. Nah, dude, he has, he has zilch. Is he going to be 007? No way. No, that, which is why he's going to score against Man Son City. It's just, it's just fated, dude. Like, City is his favourite <laughs> opponent. He's going to score. <laughs> if you're a betting man, just put five on uh, Son scoring. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I mean, we'll see, we'll see that. Oh, man, it's going to be fun next I week. mean, who, uh, who better to tell you about uh, fears of son than my bro right oh man <laughs> traumatized he has one assist he has one assist no but son but son still... always performs against it 
Always. <laughs> I, I, right. I, it's like an immovable yeah, object. <laughs> I've seen it happen time and time again. So you're saying I should transfer him in this week? Is that what you're telling me? I, I'd see, I'd if see, you have Salah, yes. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> Salah, yes. I think he, he has a higher chance of scoring. Nah, scoring. fam. Like, the moment I take Salah out, he's like scoring a hat-trick. I just, I know. Um, Son, yeah, I mean... I don't know if you guys have been watching Spurs often. I know Sash owned, like you guys, you definitely watch Spurs against Chelsea, but I don't think that was an f- accurate representation of where they are. I just feel like um, Conte. I think I mentioned this in last episode as well. Uh, Sessegnon slash Perisic are really kind of super high up the pitch now, and I feel that has affected Son's movement and where he likes to operate. Uh, I don't know whether Richarlison signing is sort of mentally like fucked to him as well. Not that it should, but I I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting one. But now that you guys seem so confident he's gonna bag one against City, I guess there there's nothing to be worried about in a way. Um, I I don't know. I what what do you like? I'll get Nate's take on this, right? Do you believe certain players need to be taken out of the spotlight to recapture that form? Maybe to just reset in a way? Or do you firmly believe that the top players always need to play their way out of form? Hmm. Actually, that's a very... I don't think there's one way that like this applies to every player. Um, and, and one point would be, like, look, we've taken Maguire out for a while. But I don't think that's going to solve his his problem. But I, I said the yeah, top so players. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said the right. top players. I fell for that. I fell yeah, for that. I also should. feel like... I mean, all jokes aside, I also feel offensive and defensive, you know, players, you have to sort of treat them a bit differently. Because it's mm. almost like when you're a defender and a goalkeeper, uh, when, when it pours, like, it, it feels like everything you do is a mistake. When... You're a forward. Um, yes, you know, every team needs you to score goals, but I feel it's... When you're out of form, it's not punished as severely as when you play at the back. Mm, yeah. And 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 on that note, um, let's... I think for, for Son in particular, I think he needs to keep playing because Son's the kind of player that I think once he scores one, then the rest will come, you know. Um, keeping him out is not really going to help him and if anything I think it'll get, it, he gets more frustrated um, especially now that he, he his kind of like his his position is under threat um, from from the rise of like Richarlison Kulisevsky um, I think he really feels like he should be out there and and I think if anything I think he's just trying too hard I think he's overthinking maybe um, in the past Son, the way Son plays is effortless you know, he he never misses one on ones. Um, he's super clinical, uh, and he's always smiling. But this this like this season, he looks almost distraught. You know, he's always frustrated. Um, I guess quite similar to I, I the Ronaldo too, situation. Yeah. Uh, like Ronaldo, when he does come on, he looks so desperate to score a goal. He's like, <laughs> it 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 actually doesn't work out very well. He he plays so much better when he's calm. And and he ju- he's just like floating around, and then all of a sudden he he sparks to life, and then he's uh head of the the defender and gets the goal. But right now he's like 
demanding the ball. People can see his movements, you know. Um, and likewise for Son. Son used to be able to like float around the attacking. You couldn't really find where where he he's always uh, his position is. He's always like somewhere along the back line. He he makes a run and Kane finds him with a ball, but that just hasn't really been the case. It almost was, I guess. So we can't really take this out of uh, perspective. Like in the last game, that almost happened, right? Kane found him. Uh, with a nice little chip ball over the top, and then he hit the last bar. Last ditch tackle, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. Not, was it a, no. Okay, was it okay. a tackle? I think he just kind else. of like reached, and then he did a flick over the keeper, and then he hit the bar. Very unfortunately mm. for him. But it, yeah, it looks like he can't catch a break right, right, right now. But I think once he gets one goal, he gets the rest. So I would still play him. But if he, the that's the that's the trouble. I think right now it's not on him. Uh, I think he's just gonna keep trying, but. Uh, it's it's on Conte, right? Like, do you have to bench him because he hasn't scored? And like Sash said, he's he's only got one official assist. Um, I think he's been contributing, but besides that, yeah, his 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 goal returns are, are don't look as good as someone like Richarlison, you know, who's who's looked quite lively. So if that's uh, if that if that continues, if if Richarlison's form improves, it could be really bad for Son actually. Yeah, so. It's a tricky situation here. Um, I would mm. give him like the next start. Um, but again, if he doesn't show anything in like 50-60 minutes, I, w- I would take him off. And and that's probably going to be how it's going to be till the World Cup. Mm. Well, we all know how much Son likes to take a shot outside the box, right? And what better way to get a goal or rather get a goal from outside the box then going up against a keeper who is one of the bottom two in terms of saves in the Premier League this season <laughs> if Edison. I speak I'm in trouble <laughs> 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 yeah I saw something about City's XG being like point I mean the, the XG against being like yeah. point so in layman's terms they should have conceded yeah, way they're, less they're, than they're, they should yeah. have but Edison is just having a uh, Pretty much meh. Okay la, maybe the Villa game is not the best example because no, I don't think any keeper was could have saved that Bailey shot. <laughs> but yeah, he's been a bit off. But then again, he's been off since last season. Mm, I agree with Sash. Yeah, I, 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 we'll have to wait and see. I, I just think maybe it doesn't help that his <laughs> centre back pairing in front of him keeps changing. Son's gonna score, man. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Son's crying. Uh, yeah, I mean Son's pace uh, against that high line probably their best route to goal. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see. I mean, if if anyone plays fantasy and is listening to this uh, episode right now, hot pick, uh, get Son in your team, captain him, thank us later. Why uh, not triple captain him? Go one up. Even better. Just <laughs> just use the triple captain, man. All six, or nothing. Six seven games into the season, yeah, yeah. man. High, big risk, big reward. Uh, so on that right, I guess Lionel, you can you can skip this one since I don't want you jinxing your own team. But uh, some predictions before we move on to Chelsea for uh, mm. City Spurs this weekend. Son to score, that's my prediction. Son to score. Yeah. <laughs> it will be interesting also because um, they both play in midweek, so we'll, we'll, it'll be cool to see who gets rested. Um, I know City plays Sevilla away, which is on paper their toughest fixture in the group. Um, Spurs, someone will have to refresh my memory on who they play on Thursday. Marseille. Oh, Marseille, there we go. 
Um, oh, Alexis against Spurs again. Uh, so yeah, Spurs with a little bit less time to prep, but yeah, that's the nature of the business when you are playing in Europe. Uh, but yeah, Sash with Son to score. Um, who else? Any any wild takes from UBK? Uh, we love a wild <laughs> take from BK. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I want to say two 0 to City. You can't say that because Son will score. <laughs> Own goal. Own goal. Oh, it's <laughs> ruled out oh, by VR. Oh, which is a perfect man. segue to VR being <laughs> shitty. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna leave it two 0 <laughs> I I honestly don't Tune think Son will score. I think it's gonna be a Chelsea uh, a, a City's game. That home as well. I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna be devil's advocate. I actually feel Spurs could could get the upset. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Conte will just dig in deep. I think City will score, probably Haaland, but I expect. I just feel like Spurs could nick it very late. They'll yeah. hang in there. Uh, it'll be similar to what happened at Stamford Bridge. I think they'll be outplayed, but somehow they'll just find a way to like either nick a point or nick all three. Um, I'm sure Lionel, maybe maybe he does appreciate that because it's the whole FKB thing. But yeah, we'll see. And even then, it won't be that big of a shock. Spurs are flying kind of under the radar. I think they are still unbeaten as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't be anything surprised. from Unit. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they played for a draw. I think I think um, I want to say City win just so the FKB curse works, but nah. No, you, you <laughs> can't say it. Honestly, it kind of only works when you're saying it by yeah. your own club. If not, I would just say like Chelsea United City win every week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, actually, if you look at past results, I think Spurs have gotten the better of City a couple times, and mm-hmm. if anything, um, Spurs under Conte look like a very well-drilled team. And they attack with so much, um, like, I don't know, ferocity. Like, there's so many bodies in the box when they attack, which is quite unlike last time where uh, I guess Spurs used to play a, a little bit like United in the sense where you just pump the ball and you let two runners go and do everything. That was the Harry Kane and Son show, right? I think, was it last season or the season before that? Pretty um, much every season pretty much for every like season the last five now, seasons, right? bro. Right, yeah. it's been just the two of them, and and you see that a bit now with like the Bruno Eriksson flick one ball and then Rashford or Sancho give chase and then they pocket it in. So, um, that used to be the the mo for Spurs, but right now like you see like Hoiberg like all the way up front. You see like um, even their Emerson Emerson's like all the way at the byline now so that they are really flooding forward when they attack um and and city look vulnerable they don't look very strong in defense anymore so uh the only way that they could win is they just hold possession more than spurs but i think spurs will likely let them do that and then counter them so i, I think the game plan suits spurs i think i'll go for a spurs win i think like 3-2 mm mm very very interesting uh mm. all i can say is i'm looking forward to that game um someone's o might go but yeah moving on from that uh we've got one more of the big six uh that we've yet to touch on that's chelsea uh kind of a dodgy call at the end 
Uh, I want to, I want to get your thoughts, Sash. Like when it happened in real time, right? What was going through your well, head? I think actually the, <laughs> we don't need to say so much about the, the the call because as you remember, two weeks ago we got the exact same call called against us, so it's kind of one one. So like, which, I said was, before, which game was that again? The Spurs game uh, where Kukurella's hair got pulled, but oh word you know, word yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm not de- I'm not debating that I'm not saying like Chelsea were like swings West and were robbed or anything swings I'm just and roundabouts man swings yeah, and roundabouts. 100%. So, yeah, but um, what, what were you feeling when that But, happened? like, in terms of the performance, like, did you feel, like, in the split second when Bro, West Ham I'm, scored? I'm dead inside, man. So, what, right. win, lose, draw, two goals on manager. <laughs> so, I don't, I, don't, I don't really feel anything right now. I'm just it should be comfortably win, numb. Win, lose, draw, Alba in, Tuko out. And talking about Alba, right? Like, whatever mm. hope that I had of him becoming a success... Chelsea was ex- extinguished just destroyed when I saw him take the number nine. Like, <laughs> why, bro? Nine, right? Why would you do that to yourself, man? Why would the board give it to him? No, like, I, I feel like it's just such an Alba thing to do. It has to be that Maverick thing. Oh, I'm gonna prove a point, you know, uh, the number nine thing. I, I still I mean, don't know why you guys need him, but sure. I mean, uh, he was kind of a last gasping because he isn't gonna get playtime with. Lewandowski at Barcelona, right? Where it started extremely well. And then again, we, we we do need a striker. We can't start the season off with just Broya and Havertz. And a good thing that my guy got the winning goal and he, he kind of shushed some of his critics. Famous, like, he should have never done that, bro. That's such a trend <laughs> thing to do. Like... <laughs> But hey, yeah, but he got the good, the winner, good, right? Good finish. Got yeah, the yeah, winner, yeah, right? Yeah. Credit where credit's due. Clutch. Clutch. Really, really, really random uh, take because uh, I, I know towards the last few days... <laughs> yeah, lay, the, lay it on me, bro. <laughs> pretends to be shocked. <laughs> no, no, no. The last few days of the transfer window, I know there was like some yeah. rumour saying like, oh, uh, Madrid wants to let Hazard go to Chelsea. But uh-huh. I can't remember what like the contract agreements really, yeah. or that. So Do you the think first you... I'm hearing of this. No, no, there was like some rumors because like Hazard's definitely not doing well at Man, Madrid. Hazard mm-hmm. is so finished, bro. Do you think you would have taken Hazard <laughs> over Abba? Nah, do Pascal just said the words that I would have just that would have said as well? Like, yeah, but like you gotta you, move you, on, you on from X, man. Sometimes, you, <laughs> yeah, you just gotta move if on. If you would offer X. me Hazard <laughs> of 2018, I would say yes. But right now he's just. So you take Alba yeah, no. over. Hazard for 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 this transfer you have stick to it, I think it, yeah I, I mean picking my poison yeah, Alba yeah, okay. is what we need position wise because he actually plays striker. He's also whether, played to go before yeah that's what I was thinking I'm sure helps yeah whether he'll be successful or not, I mean he hasn't played yet he's probably gonna start tonight against Dinamo Zagreb, so the mighty Dinamo Zagreb. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's just Kepa, they beat Spurs. Yeah, Kepa, our sure they beat manager, Spurs. it's also gonna start in goal because I think Mandy is injured from uh, <laughs> that Bowen. Mandy's a better actor, bro. <laughs> 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 He's like just like ah fuck, I gotta I gotta make this look legit. But Mandy has been pretty sus this season as well, so it's ah, has, good right? that he, he yeah he is in like pretty. 
Yeah. I, I feel like last season's goalkeepers, which were like doing well, we, we had a goalkeeper segment and I feel like all I those goalkeepers... I think Mandy Sussner started after he, his heroics against Brentford. F-Con. I, I'm sure Sash remembers that no, game. No, I think it was after FCON. I feel like after FCON. Wobbly, yeah. Perhaps. I feel is like the every goalkeeper curse, just sus now. Bro, Ramsdale is sus. on Fraud Watch, man. Like, yeah, bro, spoiler like, alert, but Ramsdale is on Fraud Watch. Bro, yeah. it's like, I felt like Ramsdale... <laughs> uh, Ram- for Alisson, Ramsdale man. can only... He's just regressing uh, to the on ass. Yeah, man. Like, without yeah. Alison, yeah, Alison, no, like yeah, the guy is protected by Jesus. Um, <laughs> Ramsdale, some of the goals like against United, his positioning was a bit sus, yeah, man. Like like, like sus, the first really goal against like, Anthony, right? Like he showed Anthony like that his right hand side, but he jumped to his left. I'm like, Nate will remember this. It felt yeah. very Dean Henderson against Salah. Yeah, like he just yeah, pretty much showed him that. the whole part of the goal, and even the Rashford's uh, second, uh, Rashford's first goal, like Ramsdale does well coming all the way out, and then he kind of just dives to his left, which gives Rashford the easy dink over him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Keepers. No, no, man. Keep, keep Ramsdale's <laughs> not not that great of a. Actually, Ramsdale in in that sense is quite similar to. to but his distribution is really good. I think it makes up for a lot of other deficiencies. Yeah, Ramsdale is a short stopper. He's not a very mm. good like one-on-one positioning keeper. Uh, no, not. But who is actually a very good keeper at that? Allison. <laughs> Allison. Yeah. Pope. Yeah, true, true, true. Pope is Allison great. Pope, yeah, Pope, 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 Pope. Pope's good. Yeah. I mean, it's not the best week for me to to shit on Pickford because he had an absolute <laughs> worldie. But Pope to me is clear. He like, only Pope does that against Liverpool. Undisputed. Dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or against like Chelsea, like end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I that, feel like, was, like the, that big game, and then he'll just like arise to it, and then he becomes England number one again. Oh, oh, so like <sighs> if we if we do it like if we take out uh, like Southgate right, and we don't if we take out his biasness right, who is England's number one, two, and three? Ben right, Foster in that order. Right, right now, <laughs> up, Ben up Foster. Pope, man. <laughs> yeah, Pope number Pope. one for me. Pope. Pickford, uh, Ramsdale. I'm not a fan order. of. I'm not a fan of Pickford, man. Like I'll take off form Ramsdale over Pickford. I mm. think right now, if you were to right now, <laughs> I would still put Pickford because he's been he's experienced the. Um, he's been there before, you know. He's been in a Euro finals. He's been in a World Cup semi final, uh, and I think. He will probably make the World Cup as number one. Yeah. Mm, I think if you want to give Pope and Ramsdale a go at being number one, they need to start in the qualifiers. Yeah, that's they what I'm thinking. They need to really build up that rapport with the defenders. But yeah, man, Pope. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Pope, big fan. Um, told Cash this before. I think he's ex- one of Newcastle's best signings this window. Uh, I mean, shout out to Dean Henderson as well. He's been punching above his weight. Like, this Nottingham Forest defense, which Lionel pointed out on day one is really bad uh, they are like XG against is like something like I think it's above two so that means they are projected to concede at least two goals a game how do you concede three against Bournemouth man just bro, I don't know shocking, <laughs> how bro. do you let Solanke score against you bruh they were, li- they were like no, no offense up, <laughs> two to the good at half time and then they lost three two no, it's, I, yeah oh. it's shocking 
at home as well. Yeah. Pascal knows this, you know, when you have like your new players, like just in FM, you need like that team. No, yeah. It's like 12, yeah, chemistry, was it 13 yeah. or 12 players they signed? Bruh, they Bro, it was they more signed than 21 that. Like, players. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, sh- Straight out of FM, yeah. They, they just <laughs> built a new squad over their squad. I, I know we've deviated from Chelsea, but I'm actually kind of fascinated by Forrest. Like, they're just such a weird entity. Like, you know, who is this owner they have mm-hmm. who looks, Bruh. like, perpetually pissed off? Bro, some of their first team players are even free transfers, man. Like, I'm, I'm just amazed. J-Ling. They nah, yeah, they're just really going quality over quantity. Like, um... Oh, you mean quantity yeah, over Yeah, J-Ling's is already on the bench. Uh-huh. Like, what is going on, man? They don't seem to know... They don't seem to have a structure which as a manager like not their M1. Yeah, I, I thought, you know... It's the, so hard to build team chemistry. They, they signed the striker from... Uh, what is it? Uh, the, the German... Union Berlin? Berlin, right? No, no, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Union Berlin, yeah. The Taiwo Awoyini. Awoyini, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he would have Emil more Hesky starts. Emil Heskey 2.0. Yeah, I thought, I thought he would start but they started signing like like every striker that was yeah yeah they, was they, like, they wanted to sign such a Mich- fraud Mishi Bashwai bruh I'm pretty like, sure and they they still play Brennan Johnson who was their striker in the championship mm-hmm. but to be fair he was the talismanic figure so you can't really no, drop no, I'm not saying who, he's a bad player if anything he's been one of their standouts but if you have the intention of playing him, right, then why sign all yeah. these dudes? Why are and they still players? Depth, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a difference between depth and like just flat out having a bloated squad <laughs> because some of these new signings are just going to be like on the bench wondering why the hell did I come here? Yeah. Um, And I know Forrest played in the championship with like, it's like a three at the back with the wing back. So in a way... They've recruited smartly by bringing in Neko Williams and mm-hmm. Renan Lodi. But apart from that, it just seems like it's very BK, it's very much like FM. Like they just clicked Bro, on the transfer listed free filter. Free transfers and it was like. Or the hey, free I'm transfer filter or the loan filter and they just got everyone. It was like Koyate free as well. I don't, I don't know, man. Koyate like free. free is not a bad signing in the big picture, but I, I felt like I they think didn't really need him as well. Is it just you're just yeah. adding to your witch? and everything I don't know yeah man. yeah it, 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 I feel like he's the kind of guy who plays sparingly not some he's not someone you want to build your sort of survival hopes on or pin your survival hopes on yeah and then does this um, like like grip you down for your January transfers and then like you don't have much options to sell or like buy after that granted 21 players already I don't even know how is that gonna work let me let me actually pull up a list of all of Forrest like signings cause I think we're going to see some really bizarre names on there. I, I remember I saw very bizarre names and I was like, I, 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 who's who's their transfer director? Like, whatever this is. Uh, it's just some like 12-year-old like who thinks this is a game. No, no, but but, but we, uh, we we should also head back to Chelsea as well. <laughs> we totally segwayed out of that. Um, There's really nothing much to talk Mendy about being though. being a fraud, right? <laughs> uh, well, Sash, what do you think about Fofana, man? Not just but for Fana, like, okay. like, what are your thoughts on all the guys who came in on deadline day? And actually, it's a two-part Zakaria? question. Because y'all kind of also failed to no, get wait. rid of a lot of the deadwood. I know there were talks of like Pulisic potentially leaving, Ziyech potentially leaving, um, but none of those sort of 
came to fruition. I think Pulisic yeah. had a better chance of staying because I think, you know, that American uh, oh, yeah. uh yeah. representation. Yeah. Once the LeBron yeah. James of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of shocked that Ziyech didn't leave because Anthony, like he, he was the replacement for Anthony. It's, yeah, it seemed like a no-brainer. Mm, but I think we did clear some of the dead wood, like Barkley's gone, Alonso's yeah. gone, yeah. Emerson's gone. Yeah. Uh, Did Emerson go alone or was it transfer? Uh, it's no, transfer to West Ham. Yeah, we got 13 million yeah. plus oh, add-ons yeah. for him. Scam, they scammed the West Ham. <laughs> man, Chelsea doing business once again, man. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys loaned quite a few people out. I think Cho went on, Cho, Cho went on loan. I think. Yeah, Cho went on loan. I think... Ch- Wait, did Chiloa go on loan? Can't remember. No, he, he eventually stayed, right? he stayed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, correct. But which is kind of a good thing because we play three at the back, so we need quite a lot of defensive cover. I do remember last season where we had to play Loftus Cheek as cent- one of our centre backs because the injury crisis was just unheard of in terms of centre backs. Um, yeah, bro. And uh, I mean. Uh, Still no cover for Rich James though. It's yeah, once I mean, he did sign a new contract, yeah, so Aspie lo, I think it's really just Aspie. I, I think Aspie great great servant, but he can't really. Not many play players that can give right you now. what Reese does. You yeah. know, it's always gonna not be even, um, just not even Trent. Get. Right? I knew it. I, I so <laughs> Pascal, you just do that. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're yeah, just but, leading. But <laughs> we've established this in your absence, right, BK? I'm I'm on the, I'm on the Reese train now. Reece. Yeah, it's just like I can't be deluded anymore. Like Reese is just the better <laughs> player. Like Trent is. Don't get me wrong. Trent is like very DM good. Trent, but Trent is not uh, a defender. Uh, like he should be playing where Henderson is D- playing right now. Yeah, and I, you I guys should they, get a proper right back. That's something for another day. But I actually <laughs> don't think Trent would thrive as a CM. I just think he's not quick enough on the ball. But he, let, he's playing CM day. right now. Like he's like a false right back. But he just pushes up exactly, that but, same position. But that's because right the other C- the, the opposing team CM and DM are focused on our own CM. If Trent started CM from the get-go, he'd be like... He won't have time to like do his like Hollywood passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, okay. Trent, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for Chelsea, we were on like transfers, right? Mm-hmm. Is there... like Okay, I know Z- Zakaria... Like, I want to talk about Zakaria for a bit because... Bro, it's I think good transfer, man. It's a, it was a surprising one, especially since Juve just got him in like January. I thought, you know, he had a future yeah. there. Apparently not. Um, Zakaria was someone I thought United with, should have gone uh, for in January. Yeah, I think I was pleased about that signing. And I always mm. thought that he was much older than he actually is because he seems to have been around the block for a number of years. You've heard about him for a while, right? Yeah, is he like yeah. 26 so or I, yeah, he is. I always thought he was a thirty-something-year-old yeah. guy. I thought, okay, mm. but I actually, did a wiki check on him, and he's what younger than us. Um, Damn! Don't expose <laughs> us like that, man. What, what you gonna do, that man? I'm, I'm don't really know which way. <laughs> I I wouldn't make my own team in FM. Like I'll be, I won't be I offered got, that. Contract. You you decapro <laughs> yourself, right? You just decapro yourself. Player under yeah, team coach. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh kind of excited on what he will bring to the team that is if he's he manages to keep himself fit because at UV I think he's been having a bit of 
injury niggles here and there, but I think right now, right, the reason why we are so bad, like, we, we look like we don't know what we're doing is because we are currently set up in, in this def- sort of defensive formation with the intention to play possession football, but we just don't have the players to do that. Like, our midfield, minus Kante and, and Kovacic, right? We, we, we can't do that. We can't do what Tuko wants to do with Jorginho and Gallagher, who... I reiterate, it's not a midfield pivot player. Like, Giorgino, yes, he can spray passes here and there, but he's not that athletic. He doesn't bring what Kante and Kovacic does. Loftus-Cheek, yes, to a certain extent, but he's something like Gallagher, you know, he's like a number eight. He's not really a midfield pivot type of player as well, and he's been shoehorned to, like, striker, to div- to um that centre-back position, and even right wing-back. So I think... With Zakaria, right, I think it enables us to play a more attacking 4-3-3 formation, which I think the players that we have right now, they're more suited to that type of formation. And we kind of have this player to screen the defense. Like, finally, we've been screaming out for a central defensive midfielder in the mode Mm. of Zakaria. I know it's a bit too early to say because I haven't even seen him kick the ball yet, but hopefully he gets some minutes against Dinamo Zagreb and... I think Tuko has hinted that he's going to play a much more attacking. He's going to try out that 4 3 3 formation that got absolutely destroyed at Southampton, but it's a little bit because we don't really have the players in midfield to fit that, to play that position, uh, rather play that formation. But yeah, baby steps, lah. Baby steps. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, but I'm still, yeah, win lose draw, I'm still Tuko out, lah. Just. Laying it out hey. there. <laughs> Who is Chelsea's <laughs> next fixture actually? Fulham. Premier League. So they go yeah. up against Fulham. the mighty oh. Mitrovic. Yeah, Oof. it's gonna score a hat- man who hat-trick. fears no fixture. Hat trick hero. I mean, he's honestly doing way better than he did the first stint in the Premier League. Marco Silva, man, unlocking Mitrovic. Yeah, I mean, Saj did allude to that uh, right after the Liverpool Fulham game. It's like you could tell he's really. Everything, everything Fulham do goes through him now. Whereas maybe in the past he was seen as an outlaw to bring figure. other players yeah. into the into the game, but now he's it's a like mini, really he's a mini Harry Kane, dude, Serbian Kane. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> uh, dude, it's not, it's not even a hot thing, man. Balkan Kane or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he? Oh my God, he's actually what? He's, he's younger young, than us. Dude. Oh god! I mean, he's, he's not, not that old, not... bro. He's been around for a while, but he started really young. Like when Newcastle signed him all those years yeah. ago, he was like, yeah, he's I like, remember. He's when like Zakaria, dude. The, he's like Zakaria. Like he's been around the block for a long time, but he's not young enough for DiCaprio. Oh god! I I just saw the <laughs> transfers <laughs> and I just remembered like William is in Fulham as well. Oh, Daniel oh, yeah, James man, as well, I, dude. I can't wait for him to like DJ. top bins against Chelsea. Ch- Ch- I see like the two same. agents. The spy is back. Just like Chaloba and like William, both gonna screw Fulham up. Wait, Nathan Chaloba. Wait, did Chaloba eventually go? No, it's no, Nathaniel, uh, his uh, bro. Yeah, Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Nathaniel yeah. Oh, but Trevor is still at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Trevor is still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I rate Trevor like, it's, I think he probably would be better served. Dude, our, our win um, percentage with Trevor Chaloba in the starting eleven is seventy eight percent. Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> guess he he deserves to start more. Uh, 
Mm. On that, that note, I think it kind of wraps it up for the squads, I mean, right? The top since six. we were talking about Chelsea, right? Why not just bring it on Fraud Watch? Fraud Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys know my nominee. I feel like Fraud Watch for, for, yeah. me, for, for me personally is also like, I've had this freaking team and manager in the Fraud Watch like almost every week. Uh, yeah, bro. But like this, I feel like this week I can't not have them because they will absolutely they just get worse. You just like, have them on retainer. They've been bad, but holy shit, they were like <laughs> this. That second half against Brighton, it was a combination of Brighton adapting and and being very good, and Leicester just being all over the place. And yeah, I think they're really gonna rule. I think Casper Schmeichel go. I think Ward in it. I gave Ward a Ward lot is of terrible, leeway. bro. Yeah, bro, in those first bad. few games, right? He was conceding goals, but he was making some really good saves. But I think the the mean is that he just isn't very good. Nah, bro. And that's the reason why Liverpool dropped like, him, man. I mean, being number one for Liverpool is not easy, but. The fact that he didn't He joined Leicester And he was Benched nope. pretty much For four yeah. seasons Until Casper yeah. decided To just dip uh, Yeah man That's That's a big problem For them Losing Fofana Is another big problem uh, I'm hearing that Soyonchu Wants out Bro like Or wanted out un- uh, At least until The window um, Was while the window Was still open Yeah it's just I think there are A lot of players At Leicester now Who are just Disillusion. They're just like, why are we still here? It feels I mean, like I, our manager doesn't want to be here. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I think that's the whole gossip going around saying like Brendan Rogers as well. Uh, uh, he they didn't give him the the, the funds, funds to, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's not all on him. I think the fans are not fully upset at him. I think it's probably like breaking through the cracks already. Um, yeah, but it's gonna be the battle of the. What was it? The L. I'm gonna L. pose a question to you guys, right? Do you all think Leicester could go down? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's very early in the yeah. season. Nah, bro. At the rate it's going, they don't mm. look good. Isn't there like a slogan for next week already? It's not even about the Man City Spurs or whatever match. It's the El Secchio or something. El Sec. El Who's Sec- playing? Who is it? Le- Leicester Villa. Yeah, bro. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was quite a funny one, but yeah. Um, Fraud Watch, man, Fraud Watch. Uh, I don't know, I just feel like they themselves... It hasn't hit them yet that they might be dragged into something far worse than they could have imagined. Because we've seen this before, right? Like, we've all watched football for about... 20, 20 odd years We have seen teams That had no right Being near the bottom Eventually get sucked Into a relegation fight Or even worse Go down Leicester definitely Have the quality To turn this around But If it kind of Festers into something Worse right I wouldn't be shocked If they like This will be the ultimate Like uh, Sort of Reverse fairy tale which will be kind of sad because of what Leicester have achieved, but I don't think it's too crazy to start thinking of that possibility, man, which is why I asked you guys because they just don't seem to be getting better. It seems like each week when I catch them play, right, it, it just 
gets worse and worse. And it's not yeah. even like, apart from Arsenal, I mean, they played United. Uh, I didn't watch their game, but I don't think they had much um, joy in that game. Yeah, man. I, I think they could be on the receiving end of a few more hidings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely, um, I, I I would think if they go down... If I they mean, lose to Villa, right, I think that's it for Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. 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 Uh, but that that's that's another good point. If they get rid of Rogers, right? Who's who comes in? in? Especially knowing that Leicester are Pochettino, a bit more. Pochettino, dude. Sam Allardyce. Yeah, but if Leicester have shown that they won't want to spend this season, right? Because I think maybe their financials were a bit in disarray, yeah, so bro. they needed to cut back. Would Big. Pochettino knows he is kind of sought after. Would he perhaps not wait for another you know offer to come in? Maybe let's say for example, right? I'm not saying this is what should happen. Is it in his mind? Nah, he got let go by PSG, bro. Mbappe sacked him. Uh, what if, right? Let's say in Porter's mind, I know he said he'll never do it, but this is football, right? And ultimately, money talks. What if Chelsea get rid of Tuchel somewhere down the line? That's my wet dream. His name kind of gets thrown up. <laughs> Just but then again, we'll be replacing like, like you'll be replacing like a Finnish manager with another Finnish manager. Finish. So, but could, can he be finished if he's never won anything? Didn't he can win, you like, finish some what has never French started? Mickey Mouse Cup <laughs> thingy. He did. He did win the league like, one, right? The Coupe Coupe de la Ligue. Yeah, yeah. He won league <laughs> like last season, but okay. Come on, <laughs> that's hmm. like telling me like. Did you did you eat your dinner today or something? <laughs> no, it's no it's disrespect to the French analogy. league. We love the French we love the French league here. Um, no, bro, I, I think I was reading up and I think uh Poch Sevilla wants Poch, I think. And I think there'll be a better offer than Leicester. Yeah, I think What's wrong with Lopetegi? Uh I don't know man, like was start or something? Because he's know. Lopetegi. Oh, but yeah. but he used to be from there, no? <laughs> Poch? Nah, Poch was Espanol. Hmm. So like everyone thought uh he was gonna get like oh. Bro, the they're seven they are seventeen in the table, bro. Sevilla? Sevilla? Oh yeah. geez. But it's like what, two games, right? Uh, four, bro. Four? Oh. Damn. Well mm. well They're just gonna have to win Europa then. <laughs> Damn. Uh but yeah, um Hmm. I don't know man. Nah, Who do you have for Fraud Watch? Besides Ramsdale Yeah Ramsdale was my pick um, <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean like but This season I mean we can We can both We can both Nominate him Can one of you put Salah? No <laughs> Can I change my nomination To Salah So he like Does well <laughs> Against Wolves Yeah I'm changing it to Salah Salah you <laughs> fraud Damn it Taking uh, that contract extension Dyeing your hair Wait, he died. Doing his interviews hair? before the United games, peak fraudulent behavior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Nate and Lido, man? Who, who who did he have? Mm, I'm just glad that I actually can't pick a United player. Maguire, Isn't yeah. it refreshing? Like, <laughs> Harry <laughs> refreshing. Maguire. Harry Maguire. Um yeah, I mean, that was funny though. I wouldn't put him on front watch, but like 30 seconds, he comes on and he gets a yellow card. That was that was funny. Can you and, put and Alba kind of on front watch? <laughs> just, just because he took the 9. 
Who? Oba. Yeah. Oh, he's injured, bro. Come on, you blues. <laughs> oh, Alba. No, he he oh, he needed to get his jaw. That was the most jaw... Man did his fixed. Uh, yeah. intro video with a gun pointed at him, man. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's a that's a joke Come in bad taste because he probably did have a gun pointed at him just a week before that when he got robbed. Mm, yeah. Which is, is that very why he unfortunate. Out of, soon, out of Spain because he didn't feel safe. No, no, like, uh, like yeah, totally I'm that, not. Man. <laughs> I'm I'm really? not saying this is the case, but I've heard people say it was an inside job by like yeah, Laporta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Barcelona, like they are so shady, I wouldn't put it past them to do some to pull some shit like this. But yeah. uh, Barca in cahoots with the mafia. Yeah, bro. And then like You know it's like Breaking Bad where they like have the the laser pointers in like Ah damn! I forgot which. Oh episode. yeah, yeah, the, the, the final episode. scene, right, where he was like aiming the, the he hired the hitman or something to like. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barca are just like comedy, dude. We didn't even touch on Bellerin and Alonso both joining. Like, like what? Two random ass loan. Uh, was it loan? No, they both they both transferred in. Yeah, transferred, um, transferred. Barca buying. Hell, let's throw players. let's throw Barca on fraud watch. Why not? Bro, they're all everyone but watch. Lewandowski. Uh, actually Lewandowski as well for that weird TikTok thingy Bro, that was so horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send was it to you later, Nate. It's truly shocking. No, I saw uh, it. Sorry, the one. Oh, you saw it, right? With the bubbles, right? The yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh my, my god, gosh. bro! Like this. Oh. Bro, e, but leave man alone. He looks happy. He's not gonna. He's not gonna win a Ballon d'Or. <laughs> 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 hey, he, he's, he's not gonna win anyway. Benzema's gonna win it. Yes, too. Actually, you're right. Yeah, I totally forgot about Benz. This is his time. Anything but Benz this season is like cor- is straight up corruption. Valentino's a fraud if he, Yeah, right. If it's not Benz. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Lionel? I, I think... I, I'm gonna put VAR under fraud watch. Uh. Hey, yeah, man. Nice I, I, I think apart, apart from the, the Chelsea one, right? I think there's, there was also another one in the, the Newcastle, Newcastle right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Palace, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this week, lots of uh, activity, a lot of suspicious activity on the VAR front. Yeah. So I think because Wait, I just, I I just wanted to ask, what did they say? Like the VAR, the people running the VAR came out and apologized or something, right? But there's no. But that's it, right? There wasn't like, nothing above that, right? Yeah, they can't take anything back, right? What do you want to do? Get fined? I don't know. I mean, might as well. Or oh, they yeah, get suspended. Like, they get yeah. <laughs> they get VAR by VAR. I don't know, man. Like I was just like, oh, what's the point of this whole thing? I don't even know anymore, lah. Sometimes like the offside angles are also like so weird. Sometimes it's like dead center. Other times, like I think it depends on the stadium. Then they will like angle it. So weirdly, and then you think, oh, that's a definite onside or offside, and then, bro, this the, sounds like something the Pep thing will do like is completely different. What what I sounds like something? Feel Pep the would the do. leeway should be a bit more. Like sometimes you draw the line so close that you can't tell, right? I feel like then you should just give it. Sash, I feel I'm having deja vu about the thickness <laughs> of the lines. <laughs> Again, one oh my god, the one with Cash's ass, right? Yeah, dude. Matty Cash ass. Yeah, I mean, this one was a few games ago, but I thought the Izak offside for against Liverpool was pretty bad. Like, 
we were very lucky to get away with that one. Um, yeah, and it's gonna keep happening, lah. I I I feel like they improved slightly last season, and then this season it's just been like trash again. Yeah, they're only good even going back to the Chelsea like, Spurs game. Like, yeah, but to cut yeah. it like VR is only as good as the people who are manning it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Agreed. Sometimes like, it's not even manning it. Sometimes like just the refs on the pitch just kind of okay. Like refuse the, the whole to the whole point of VAR is to help referees make decisions that are clear and obvious, right? So, mm-hmm. going back to if you guys didn't see it, the Brighton versus Leicester game, the one where McAllister scored uh like an Spend absolute howitzer, but he got yeah, but he got no, he got ruled out for like an apparent like offside or whatever it is. Prior to that, you know, like because it was a free kick that was taken before the ball bounced off one of the Brighton attackers and then it went onto uh McAllister's path, which he then scored uh the twenty five yard possibly it would have been a goal of the contender for goal of the season if it wasn't mm. ruled out. But it took the VAR referees about four minutes to come to a decision. I mean in my opinion, right? If the VAR takes more than like thirty seconds to <laughs> actually come out with, with a decision, right? Then it clearly isn't a decision that VAR needs that VAR needs to intervene in because it's not a decision that is clear and obvious via VAR. So they should let uh the referee the basically the referee's decision should be the be all and end all for this type of this this type of uh, decision making if it's not like yeah, because waiting four minutes to get a decision from VAR is just ridiculous, right? It, mm. It's it's weird though, because when I was in Australia, then I was like watching like, I I think it was a match or something, and then I was watching this Australian ref use the VAR, uh, to review one of the goals. But he he made the call in the end. No, he 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 looked at the VAR and then he he went and it's like he was talking to the guy because he was on mic, and then he was like. Uh, nah, I I think it's not it's uh it, it's a goal, and I was like, oh, uh, this feels very different from the Premier League. Like you could yeah, hear, I you could like hear the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah, that kind of clears up a lot of uh, just at least give areas, fans right? like some explanation rather than everything <laughs> yeah. just being explained through like a random like offside or mm-hmm. onside. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, we want transparency for certain VAR calls. Yeah, you're like wondering. Are they like checking for offside? Are they checking for a foul? I don't even know what they're checking for anymore. Yeah, it, and also because of this, right? You can't really celebrate goals, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Like, like, like you see oh, Connor Cody offside? celebration, <laughs> and the Richarlison one also. Don't forget. Yeah, that. like it, 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 it kind of sucks for them. Uh, Listen, I'm talking if you are like one of the spectators and your player. Oh, for sure. Like team, I mean, like, if, do I celebrate? If a player this? can't celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think my brother was celebrating um the Martinelli's Martinelli goal, goal, right? Martinelli's yeah. Goal. yeah. And then it's just like gets ruled out for something that happened way back. So yeah. <laughs> Welps. It's the, not helping, man. It's it's games yeah, gone. But until games until gone. someone has like a definite solution, it seems like we're just gonna keep having these mean this, calls. This uh shit show is gonna run through till the World Cup, man. So we still For some reason, run. it's going to be fine at the World Cup. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. going to be hey. fine at the World Cup. It's only in the Premier League where it's like, 
Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Even Dude, in the UCL, v- usually, like, like when they when you introduced VAR for the was it the twenty eighteen World Cup, it went well. It went really yeah, well. Yeah, there was really like no crazy calls. Yeah, so it's yeah. just the Premier League refs. Uh, yeah, like like this the common denominator, right? <laughs> I mean, so let this? let the the silence be deafening. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Wait, what were you saying, BK? No, no, I was just uh, no, no, I was just looking at some stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Linus from Watch nominee. V- v- uh, Didn't he say VR? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <he> said, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Which is what got us on this tangent. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was just thinking about what you mentioned. Like, the, the you said you wanted to have another clutch. Oh, I mean, that one was more like if, if, yeah, I wanted to give the option, like, if you were feeling more positive than negative. Oh, you yeah, didn't want to slag off the same guy over and over again, like me, who's always slagging Leicester off. You can just pick someone that impressed you. Um, so on the list I had, I had like obviously, you know, Mitrovic who just seems to be fixture-proof. And by that I mean it doesn't, it, he doesn't care who he plays against. Like he scored against Arsenal. Um, he scored against Spurs. And I wouldn't be shocked if he scored against Chelsea. Um, Ivan Toni as well. Brilliant mm, individual yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Brentford... Very, in a way, like, uh, very similar to Fulham in that they, you know, they like to bully the opposition a bit and um, they have that one focal point in Tony. Um, but yeah, I mean, the name speaks for itself. Like, Clutch Watch is basically just, if you want to praise perhaps a player or a team, especially those who are, you know, not from the big six, who we don't touch on very often, um, then if you feel they deserve a mention, like, go for it. Like, I thought Bournemouth as well, as much as Forest were bad, I thought Bournemouth deserve a lot of credit, especially after, like, the week and a half they've had. So, yeah, in future, like, if you're not, if you're feeling more generous, that's an option as well. But, of course, FKB being FKB, like, Fraud Watch is still, like, top dog, la. you know, we have to point out the frauds when they're there. Um, which in, in this case would be Salah. Just putting it out there again. Come on, Salah. <laughs> Salah out. <laughs> buy into the buy into the FKB curse, man. Um, but yeah, man. I think we've gone on uh about little over ninety minutes, so we're kind of where we should be. Uh, any anything else to add before we sign up for the week? Mm, Besides no? Salah out. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for Sash to like. Yeah, yeah. I beat you guys to it. Um, yeah, if nah, not, man. I shall take us away. Nah, man. I think uh, all right, man. Yeah, BK, nice to have you back. It's been oh, a minute. Hope you can join us for more apps uh, the next month or so. Don't know when yeah. you'll be yeah. leaving sunny Singapore again. Uh, but to Nate, Lionel, and Sash, awesome to have you on once again. Um, big game once again this weekend City against Spurs uh, bit of other sort of not as interesting games sprinkled up but I'm sure we have some uh, cracking goals in there as well and the UCL is back I think this episode comes out Wednesday night uh, it should come out Wednesday night so we'll have the first half of the UCL fixtures done and dusted Um Fortunately, we didn't have time to really look ahead to the other fixtures, but I mean, it's match day one of the UCL. Don't really have the data to dig into it, so 
maybe we can talk UCL more once things have shaped up a bit. But yeah, man. Uh, with that, signing out. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you in the next app. Ep-